Do you believe in your business and want it to grow quicker? Make more sales, scale the business? <laughs> yeah, me too. I just love helping women in business and I want your business to be the best it can possibly be. You can expect truthful accounts of the highs and lows of business, struggles, traumas, epic highlights and priceless moments. I'll be sharing how this busy mum scaled a business from a local class in a village hall to 60 franchisees internationally. So let's get started. I'm Charlie Day and you're listening to the Entrepreneurs Growth Club podcast. Hello, everybody. I have got Karen Seidel here with me today from It's Playtime Tots, who is a mummy and experienced playtime practitioner who makes playtime fun and easy for everyone. Hello, Karen. Hello. How are you? I'm good. So tell everybody, because your words are better than mine, a little bit more about It's Playtime Tots. So It's Playtime Tots is here to make our lives as mummies or not just mums you know like dads as well easy um, we juggle so many things um, especially during the pandemic we are stuck at home and um, we just need to entertain our children but we also kind of want to know that actually what we're doing for them is beneficial for their learning and development so um, it can be really challenging sometimes trying to entertain our little ones think of different inspiration and know how we can help them along so I'm here to help all of that and give you ideas for playtime tips and advice to make it easy and um, hopefully that's what I do for all of my customers and clients. I love that. Is now a good time for me to mention that I really don't enjoy playing? <laughs> it's fine I say this to people all the time um, it's okay not to enjoy playing um, as adults we lose that I mean obviously as children we played the entire time growing up but we forget how to play when we're adults you know we're all we're very goal orientated we've also always got things on our minds of what we need to do and it's really really hard just to be in the moment but children they know how to play they just need those opportunities, which is obviously up to us to give them. Um, and actually, they do need a lot of independent play. It's better for them to be exploring their own play and like the world themselves rather than us constantly trying to direct them. So it's actually really beneficial to just let them play. So if you don't enjoy playing, it's absolutely fine. Obviously, still make that effort because it's a great bonding experience. But it's okay to admit that. And I will say there's certain aspects of playing that I don't enjoy. So um, we none of us are perfect. I think it's just because I have like a drama background. I think people would think that I would be good at that sort of playing like small world or like role play. But I just never know what to say. I'm like, oh, I'm poorly. I'm not feeling well. <laughs> I have the same thing. I mean, my job is playing is my business but I, I'm not a fan of imaginative play I'm okay if it's real world play like if we had to pretend to go to a supermarket or a cafe when it becomes like fantasy play in small world if it's not me acting it out as in me like you know doing the actions and I'm doing a doll I, I just don't enjoy it and I, my oldest is five and she goes mom that's not good enough you know you do <laughs> 
wrong? I'm like, how can I play wrong? But obviously I do to, to her. So um, she plays imaginative play with daddy and um, I'll set things up, but I, you know, I don't necessarily play it. Now that's one of the things that she'll do independently. And then I'm, you know, there to do other things with her, set up different activities and that's okay. You know, like we all enjoy different things as adults and that's not a biggie, is it? So it shouldn't really be when it comes to playtime either. I'm glad that I'm not the only one because I, I was worried to admit that. <laughs> no, no, it's a hundred percent. Everybody's the same. It's just that not everybody will admit it. <laughs> so tell everybody who's listening how it's Playtime Tots came about, because I think it's quite an interesting story. So it's Playtime Tots is actually six months old today as we record this. Whoop, whoop. And um, it came about because I have another business, um, Bop Tots, which are children's music and movement classes. I'm based in Norfolk. Um, that's actually uh, four years old now. And obviously when the pandemic hit and we went into lockdown, I couldn't run. Now, so many classes managed to take their um, kind of classes online but I just couldn't do that because I'm music and movement and I use pop music rock music and I just couldn't get the licenses to do it it's so complicated about music copyright to do it online it was just near on impossible now I managed to get permission from a few um, publishers but not everybody so it wasn't really possible for me to take my classes online which means my business completely stopped for a little while I kind of kept thinking oh it's okay we'll be back soon and it will all be fine and then when we got to the summer I realized realistically it isn't we're not going back quite yet um it's toddlers that I deal with so actually I didn't want to force my classes to go back when I had to make them socially distanced because they can't do it and I really thought well actually I need to think about something else and in all honesty um I did think maybe I'm gonna have to get an employed job but I just knew I couldn't do it. <laughs> I'm not cut no. out to be employed anymore. <laughs> so um, when you, I think once you've started running your own business and you've got that freedom, you really get used to it. I've got two young girls myself as well. I'm homeschooling currently. I'm my oldest, she's a new one. I'm looking forward to schools going back. And I've got a toddler. So it is quite difficult to try, you know, it's handy that I can work from home. And um, I kept thinking, what are my skills? What can I do? And I was like, well, my background is early years. I've worked in nursery schools. I'm a mummy, obviously myself, so I'm used to the playtime at home, but I was also a private home nanny. So I was used to bringing the early years kind of teaching way into home environment. And I thought to myself, this is exactly what everybody needs. We can't get out and about to toddler groups. Um, not all the nurseries open, or you know, like not everybody's going back to nursery. And I know that parents were struggling. I had so many messages coming in from my um, customers from my Boptops classes asking me things. I thought, actually, maybe this is what is needed at the moment. So I set up a Facebook group um, that was really popular instantly. Um, I've grown that really, really quickly. Um, it's now I've just hit 2K members in there. And um, yeah, I've just been supporting parents ever, ever since with play ideas, but not just play ideas. It's also I give lots of advice and tips because it's really there's so many things that we worry about in terms of our little one's development or behavior and it's nice to have that kind of reassuring ear and have some real life experience and tips and take that on board because we can't get that at the moment in, in toddler groups and things so that's how it's playtime tot has come about and it's kind of just grown ever since and I keep coming up with all these new ideas of how I can help and just keep going with it. <laughs> 
And it's really boomed, hasn't it? I feel like, because obviously I have, well, not obviously, I should tell people now, I have known you since the beginning when you launched It's Playtime Tots. And I think that you've really tapped into something that is needed because it's boomed, hasn't it? It's really boomed. It has. And I think it's really come about that so many people have taken for granted in a way that we can just go out and do things. So you would rely on the toddler groups to set up messy play activities or to set up some imaginative play setup. And then in a home environment, it's trying to work out how you can do that with the resources that you've got without spending loads of money, with the, like the time that you've got trying to work and do your other things. So people have needed a lot of kind of inspiration and help along the way. So I think the fact that I'm not just offering play ideas, but that kind of background knowledge and that advice and reassurance as well, it has really, really helped. Just haven't just said, this is what you could do. I've kind of said, you can do this. And if you can't do it this way, you can do it that way, or this is going to help your little one if you're struggling with speech or, or it's kind of, it's more than just play really. Yeah, because one of the problems that I had with Ernie, so Ernie's four, and the preschool sort of said to me that he needed to work on his social skills. And that was something that he was sort of lacking. And I was a bit like, you know, we're in the middle of a global pandemic. He's an only child. So I'm going to struggle with that one at home. You know, obviously, we do take turns and we do try and teach him. But it was your idea to sort of play that out and, you know, talk about and play it out, you know. And it's such a good idea and it's really simple. But I couldn't think of a way to help him socially at home um, because you can't you can't think of everything can you but so uh, when I had a one-to-one with you it was so beneficial to have all of those ideas that I had never thought about before but were so um great for him as an individual because you really took the time to understand him and stuff so it's amazing what you can do and I think as well children learn best through play and they when they don't realize they're learning that's when they take everything in and there's so much in their little lives that they have to go through and they have to process and and play can really help them deal with all of that you know if there's some big situation coming up they can normally they actually you'll find that they will play through it and they'll kind of play and process all of their emotions and different things that have happened very often when they are at preschool and even school they'll come home and they will act out their day and that's kind of their way of processing it all and so then we can use that to our advantage as parents to help them along because we can then set up that play environment um, and opportunities for them to encourage them to explore different emotions and different situations and and just in general learn but obviously then help it it help them along if there is kind of some kind of little issue in in it it's not necessarily anything big, but just something that might be playing on your mind or something that's been kind of brought up at preschool. And uh, it's a really, really effective tool. And um, I, I wouldn't say that play can solve everything, but it can definitely improve most situations. So it's just a case of being a bit creative and working out how you can like push it the way you need it to go. <laughs> I love that. And this is something that I was talking about earlier today, but I think it is key to this conversation. Do you find, I don't know if this is just the area that I live in or if it's the whole of the UK. I think it's probably the whole of the UK. But the pressure on children from such an early age academically is 
unreal and I know that might sound strange seeing as I run preschool phonics classes which start (laughs) really early but the whole of our ethos is learning through play but you know reading books coming home really early from school a lot of sitting down a lot of learning a lot of sort of expectation what's your take on all of that I think that there is so much expectation, isn't there? And I see so many conversations with parents, especially now on Facebook, that's obviously where we connect with people, saying that they've, even that to the point that they've come home from the preschool and the um, carers have said, oh, they haven't done this. They, they need help time putting their shoes on or their coats on. And then when you actually ask them how old their little one is, they'd be like, they're two. And I'm thinking, well, you wouldn't expect them to do that anyhow. And they are, they can seem like they're a lot older than they are sometimes. And I think that it's easy to fall into that trap. But I think we've got access to so much. And it's great that we've got all the classes. Uh, But on the other hand, it's then making the parents feel that they need to do it, that it's an essential rather than actually it's just something nice to do. And, And children are like sponges. So it doesn't matter whether they've been to classes sometimes before. And that's what some people will worry about I never sent my child to preschool they're now going to school because actually they all develop at different rates anyhow so you'll find that there could be a child that has been in a nursery setting since they were six months old and they're not necessarily any more advanced than a child that only went to preschool at three mm. um, because every every child is different so I think you just have to forget about everybody else and just think what is my child doing how can I help my child hit the next development milestone or in this way, however, you know, they need to learn, depending on what age they are and kind of ignore everybody else because every child is different and what works for one won't necessarily work for the other child either. So it's just kind of in a way keeping in your own little bubble, but it's really hard as a parent because you tend to take all that (laughs) in from everywhere else. Yeah. And I think where like there's seven areas of development. That's right, isn't it? For yes. early years. Yeah. So the seven areas of development. And I, I always think that they're say, um, OK, so Ernie's not as good at social or he's not as good at imaginative play. But then I, I think, you know, if you take an adult, I'm not that good at sport. <laughs> but, you know, I'm not practicing in my spare time because I need to get better. I'm focusing on the thing that I am great at and developing that so sometimes and I know it's it's the practitioners or the teachers whatever whoever it is who's feeding that information it is their job to develop them in all areas and I totally appreciate that but I think as a parent sometimes if you're told that your child needs to develop in one area you just start panicking and then like throw yourself 100% into that when actually let's remember what they're great at and nurture that as well. And it, that is the right, isn't it? You kind of, you want the best for your child. So you think, oh no, like kind of, I need to do this. I need to get them up to speed. But that is right. It's their job to do that, to make sure they develop in all areas. And what you don't want to do is that they fall really behind in one area. So it's still something that you want to be working on because if they're naturally good at one area, they'll always excel in that. And they'll also gravitate towards that. So you'll find it's easier to get them to do their activities because that's what they enjoy, they find easier, and they won't necessarily want to do the other things that is then going to bring them along in that area of development. But the key I've always said, or said actually, and I've just done a live in my group and have said the same thing, that if you can bring their interests in, then you can encourage all those different areas. You just have to be creative about what you offer, but bringing that interest in is going to keep 
pushing them along in all areas. And there's so many different activities that you can offer to encourage the whole range of their learning and development. It's just being aware of it and knowing how you can help them. And, and that is quite difficult if you haven't got the background knowledge, which is what I'm trying to kind of um, help parents along with and, and give them that advice and um, give them the tools to be able to know what they can do at home because you can't ask anybody else at the moment, you know, you, where maybe you'd have this chat with another parent in a toddler group um, or you would just have access to your health visitors a bit more. You haven't got that at the moment. So they can come to me instead and, and I can more than happy to have a chat and chat loads about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you started your business back in August and I've been working with you ever since but in November you joined my mastermind and things have sort of changed a little bit since then. It has yeah I think when I first started I knew that I wanted to be there to help parents and give them like advice and lots of um, activity ideas and it was very much a case that I was there to give my knowledge and um I love the personalised side of it. So I was thinking on a one-to-one -one basis and I hadn't really thought much past that. I was just like, we're going to do this, we're going to get started. But then I joined the mastermind and it just opened up my whole mind really to all the possibilities and the opportunities of different ways that I could help. And I think maybe initially I would have maybe dismissed them a little bit I don't know like kind of but I really fully embraced them and kind of thought actually yes like my um, group is really active and there's lots of people coming in uh, my services that I've been um, offering people have been wanting them they've been booking in and I'm going to reach a limit that I on a one-to-one -one basis of how much I can do so how can I help these like parents on a wider scale which is obviously what I'm working on you know in the mastermind so that was it was a bit mind-blowing actually I was like I completely feel like since November mentally I leveled up as in how I can run my business and it's only a few months old uh, which is crazy <laughs> it, it absolutely is crazy and I always say first of all a couple of Charlie phrases coming out at you now <laughs> done is better than perfect like you could have spent months and months planning it all out, figuring out how it was going to work, figuring out all your different offerings, or you could have just launched the business, started making money and then figured it out along the way, which is obviously what you did and what I would recommend everyone does. Because actually, actually yeah, I was going to say, um, I know more now by just doing that and knowing exactly what my customers need, where I could have sat there the whole time thinking, well, I could do this and I could do that, but it might not necessarily be what they wanted. So I think it is better just to get going and then listen to your customers at what they need and, and create your products on services for them. So um, I'm so glad I did it that way. So at what point did you decide, like, I'm gonna do this? Like, did you have a voice in your head saying, well, maybe, maybe you can't level up, you know, you've only been running for six months. What, what was, or not even six months at the time when you mentally leveled up, but what was the point where you were like, no, I, I am actually going to do this. I'm not going to listen to the voice inside my head saying that I can't, or do you not have that voice? No, I do have that voice. I think everybody has that voice. I think there'll always be something inside of you that is a little bit like, can you really do it? But I did sit down with my husband, to be honest, before I joined the mastermind and said, is this the right time to do it? You know, I think I need to, but my body and my head is screaming, 
yes, like join. But I was still a little bit conscious that I was only a few months into my business. And he said to me, well, I think you just need to try it. Like kind of, he said, you know, you've already shown that it's successful and needed. And I think um, have, and although I try not to listen to too many of people's opinions, but I think having my husband go to me, yes, like kind of, it just cemented that. I was like, and, my, and I literally said to him, my whole body and my head is screaming, do it. And then I, once I joined, it was literally a case. It's like, well, I'm here to level up as such. So I need to do it, you know, like kind of, and I think it's that accountability and that support because actually everybody in the mastermind, it's, we're all for each other. It's like a little team and having that support and people egging you on to say, you can do it is really, really good. So, um, so yeah, I just kind of thought, let's do it. And I did also think like, what's the worst that's going to happen? Nothing really, is it? Because I can only go forward. Mm-hmm. I love really. that. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And just give it, give it a try. So tell people what is coming up, what is in the pipeline that is super exciting that they need to know about. So um, obviously I've worked on a one-to-one basis, all personalized service, which I absolutely love and I'm still going to continue to do. But I also know that people um, really want to help their little ones learning and development as a whole. And um, those ideas that you can really implement quickly low prep with things around your house um but we want to get our little ones excited about that play too and sometimes that can be challenging to get them involved in different types of activities so i am launching a um, monthly subscription activity pack that will be sent through the post for your little ones but it's the the difference is it's actually designed for toddlers and preschoolers because there's so much out there that actually subscription wise is for older children and uh, this is um, designed by me so all of the activities are from my experience they've been tried and tested for my girls and there is a range of ideas and activities in the pack so it's not just like all arts and crafts or bakery like cooking it is the whole thing so you've got messy play in there um, imaginative play there's um fine motor skills we've got play-doh pages in there stickers because every child loves the sticker um, and it's just something um it's all going to be themed so it's easy for you to set up with things around the house you can flick through the booklet to see what you would like to do so it's great for inspiration it's not that you have to think oh i have to do this today because there's so much variety in there and it'll get your little one excited about playtime because they're going to get something that's addressed to them through the post and they can can sit and flick through and pick what they would like to do and it's all really simple for you so you're not going to have you thinking oh no I need to get that because actually you should have it in the house um, or you can pick it up at the supermarket so I'm really really excited about launching it because I just know that it's going to be something that um, makes playtime easier for the parents but the, their little ones are just going to love and get so excited when they come through the post so um, they're going to be launching well they should go on sale fingers crossed this week I'm just waiting for the results for my CE testing to come back and uh, it's starting off with an Easter theme so I'm ready for Easter to come out. I'm so excited about this because I have tried a lot of subscription boxes and nothing's quite worked out for me and Ernie yet but because I know like all of the advice that you gave me and everything was so spot on I know that this is going to be perfect for us so I'm super excited. (laughs) 
So people who are listening to this, like one of the biggest things that I get is that I don't have enough time. And I'd say, you need to do a mailing list. You need to do a Facebook group. You need to, why don't you try this? Why don't you try this? And it, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. And, and that's one of the, the um, things I used to tell myself when I had a really small child. And one thing that I really admire about you, I don't know how you do it, is that you, obviously we're in the middle of a global pandemic, you're homeschooling a year one, you've got a toddler, but actually you've never had that toddler in preschool or nursery or anything like that. But yet every single thing I tell you to or suggest that you implement, you do without fail. So how do you do it? You have to get really good at managing your time and taking every opportunity that you have. So I will, depending on how much sleep I get at night, which I know we have had conversations about this, my um, youngest doesn't sleep that well. So I do like literally only have a few hours sleep a night, always got like dark bags under my eyes. Um, but I either, I'm up really early in the morning and I'm working first thing before the girls are properly awake um, or I'm up late at night. But in the day I snatch time where I can so when Isla goes down for a nap that's my time to work um, or if they are content and happy playing then I will quickly whip my laptop out and do it so I don't work that much in the day um, it would be like a maximum of an hour and then I work either side but I'm just really efficient with my time and I do say to everybody once the pandemic is over and I have childcare because <laughs> my youngest will go to preschool when she's two and my oldest is back to school I'm going to everyone's just going to go crazy because I'm going to have all this time on my hands that I'm not used to but I do find it really effective having a list of what I need to achieve each day and what is the most important so I will always do my most important job first so that's always the thing that gets done and then the other things because some things you can easily do like and I multitask like I'm cooking dinner and I am doing things so very often um cooking dinner is always my time for my girls to play independently they've always been really good at it so then that's my time I'll either be listening to a podcast or doing some kind of training from the membership or I will have my laptop out and I will be typing ideas up of um, different play things or I'll be replying to emails and it's just being really really effective and, and you can't sit there and procrastinate it's just you've just got to get on with it and do it <laughs> Yeah, that's good advice. You've just got to be so intentional with your time. Um, Karen, as you know, I end all of my podcasts with the same three questions and this podcast is no different. So can you tell my listeners one book that you have read that you've absolutely loved? So I recently read this one, actually, but it's the one that the whole way through, I constantly was going, yes, yes. And it really resonated with me. And that's Rachel Hollis, Girl Stop Apologising, because I feel that actually I'm fairly confident in my abilities and myself but there's so much that we tend to take a step back with we kind of think oh we can't do that because are people going to judge me or would they agree with that and all of the things that she came out with just really said to me yeah I do that like and you don't necessarily realize you're doing it and I really found that I've had a, um, a proper mindset shift since doing it and I really recommend 
anybody to um, either, you know, an audio book or to read it because it really was one of those books that I read that I was like, oh yes, like kind of that has just, I think like so much of it that she says just really resonated with me. And I know that wouldn't necessarily be the case for everybody, but um, that was one of those things. It's like, yeah, stop apologizing for this or stop doubting myself. And it was amazing. I really, really did love that. And I probably will read that one again, actually. I feel like I need to read it again. I absolutely love that book. It's brilliant. It was, yeah, a game changer for me as well. So definitely second that. Um, the second question is, who inspires you? <laughs> so I always, well, I don't normally say who inspires me because I feel it's really big headed. But in all honesty, it is myself. <laughs> I do think that sounds really like, oh, no, as if you can say that. But I want to be honest. And it is. Um, there's not I'm not particularly a person that would say like other people change my life like kind of I think your life is very much in your own hands and there's experiences that I've had throughout my life that has really made me kind of realize that I am my inspiration and like a bit of background knowledge for this so you don't just think I'm really big-headed um, is when I was a teenager I was 13 years old and I actually had meningitis and I was in hospital seriously ill and I, I nearly lost my life um, to it and before I had that. I was a very shy child. I wouldn't say boo to anybody. I wasn't confident at all. And, and I know people find that really hard to believe because of how I am now. But when you experience that at such a young age, and I was only 13, and to come that close to not being here anymore, it does change your whole outlook. And even at that young age, it does. And I had to really battle to come back from that. I mean, that, I mean, I'm very lucky because physically I am, you know, healthy. Well, I escaped really well from, you know, not many people do from having meningitis. I did. And it just, yeah, it just changed my whole outlook on like, it's just life is so short that you just have to, you know, enjoy it while you can and make the most of it. But on the other hand, I did also have to really battle back from that because when I first came out of hospital, I could hardly walk to the other room. I was so weak and I had to really push myself. It could, I could have easily just given in and just laid there and I pushed myself and I got back to school and I finished my GCSEs and I went to college and I was actually gonna, um, I'd done travel and tourism. I, my aim was actually to be an air hostess and travel the world. I kind of thought I want to explore it. And then at 18, I then got struck down um, with ME. And um, I mean, I've recovered from that and not everybody does. But again, a similar thing. I literally couldn't get out of bed in the morning. People think it's like a lazy person's um, illness and it really isn't. And it, in some days I would literally have to choose whether I got up and I ate or I had a shower because I could not do both. Um, and I was 18 years old. So that's, again, a really young age to have your life just stop and when everybody else is going out and they're going to the clubs and they're going to uni that I couldn't do that I didn't finish my college course because I got struck down literally like kind of three months before it finished and it took me quite a few years to battle back from that when I first started working again I went and worked in a nursery and I literally worked an hour a day as all I could do and so each time it's been me kind of pushing through like my health to do it so at any point now if I need that kind of motivation and that inspiration I just think to myself I've already achieved this um when you know, back in 2014 we went to South Africa 
and I climbed Table Mountain and some people that wouldn't have been a massive achievement but for me that was huge like kind of because considering you know probably I think it was 10 years previous to that I couldn't even hardly get out of bed and just everything that I have done since has made me think that I can do anything and and to be honest like when I had Isla she's now 21 months but I had a difficult delivery from her and, and physically I couldn't I couldn't walk down the road I couldn't drive and I was the same thing I was housebound for three months and it's that same thing again I, I've got through that not quite physically yet but you know I've I've if you see how far I've come I've done it and I can do it every single time so if I can do that I can do anything so although it sounds really big-headed when I say I am my own inspiration I don't think it does not, not <laughs> backstory um so I just want to talk about this because I, I think that that is so amazing and I've known you obviously since August and I didn't know that about you so um so when you were 13 and you were ill do you think that there was somebody who planted like a mindset seed that it was up to you to recover from this or do you think you had that or do you think it was something else I honestly don't know I just know that determination I think even to be fair while I was ill um I can remember before I got taken into hospital um it came on really quickly and in all honesty I always say to people it was no worse than the flu initially uh that's what's quite scary about it but I can remember just needing I just I was laying on the sofa watching tv on a Sunday morning you know like a teenager you lounge around and then all of a sudden I kind of thought oh I don't feel very well like kind of and I went to stand up um, to go to the toilet and I couldn't do it I literally had to crawl across the floor and that's when my mum like kind of thought oh this isn't quite right like kind of and even just then that sheer determination in me to kind of go to the bathroom I just carried on and I think I had to fight so hard to get through the other side I, th I think it was the fact that I must have subconsciously known that if I don't fight it, then I'm not going to survive it. So I think it just must have been mentally something that switched to say, you've got to fight, you've got to do it. Um, to be honest, it's not like I've had positives come from it. I have had that whole, you know, I have that determination and to push through and I really know how to uh, keep going in, in those circumstances. But it has mentally scarred me still. And one of the things that has come out in this last year, which actually doing its playtime talks has really helped me mentally is um, I do suffer with PTSD. So the combination of all three of those um, kind of health issues, I've been left with those memories and they weren't processed and they've kind of come out more recently. So it's not, it, I had positives come out of it, but obviously it was still a very negative experience. So, but that just, you know, I don't, want that to define me as in I don't want the negative side to define me which is why I don't very often talk about it um, I take the positives from it but I tend to try and leave that negative in the background but I do think on the other hand it is important to talk about because everybody has things in their lives that they have to overcome and sometimes it's hearing other people's stories that is going to give you that boost to think yes I can do it so it is important to share it but it's not something I do tend I don't shout about it all the time <laughs> yeah and I think I think you've hit the nail on the head there I think you know, 
we as people are defined by the experiences that we have had in our lives. And obviously those three that you've just touched upon there have been huge experiences and they've been like moments for you to step up and go, no, I can fight this. No, I have got it inside me. And to take positives from that and live every day to the full and go and launch a business and go and launch an activity pack because why the heck not? Because life's too short. And I just think that is great. And I'm sure that there is somebody listening to this podcast who needs to hear that as well so I, I do think that it's important to share it but I totally get like that you don't want to be Karen with that story because you're so much more than that yes yeah definitely um my final question Karen what is a piece of advice that you would pass on to a fellow entrepreneur so I think out of both of my businesses, because obviously this one is quite um, early stages still, but my Bop Tots is four years old. It's not being afraid to try. And if you make a mistake, it's not a fail because I've learned so much from the things that didn't work out. And I will never ever say that was a mistake of me trying that, like in, in terms of Bop Tots, when I tried to do a new class venue and it maybe didn't work, um, it, yeah okay it was a bit disappointing but I never let it stop me and affect me to think oh maybe I shouldn't be doing this I think you just have to try things and then learn from your mistakes and I say this to be fair for children like children actually learn through their mistakes we have to let them try and fail for them to learn and that's the same for us in our business but a lot of us are perfectionists and we want it to work from the word go and obviously, you know, it can mean sometimes we lose out on a little bit of money, depending on how much we've invested in it, but we'll have learned something knowledge wise or a new skill or however it kind of brings it to us. So definitely kind of don't let fear stop you push through that. And um, if you feel that it's the right thing to do, then listen to yourself and actually do it because it's easy to let those kind of mind monkeys come in and go oh you can't do that that failed because you shouldn't do this where actually if you feel in your gut that it's the right thing to do then that was the right thing to do in that moment yes it might not have worked but you'll have learned something from it in the first place and there's so many things in my businesses over the last four years that have haven't worked and I've just learned from them and moved on and and done the next step and I don't regret any of them actually at all <laughs> just kind of like yeah it happens let's move on oh I love that I love that so much Karen tell everybody how they can find you and sign up for your VIP list so they can subscribe to your activity packs and how they can join your Facebook group Okay, so I'm on Instagram and Facebook and that's just nice and simple at It's Playtime Tots. I have a free Facebook group which has got loads of activity ideas and I'm in there giving lots of support and you can find that just literally by typing in at It's Playtime Tots and it'll come up in the group section. And then if you would like to find out more information about my new activity packs and get on my VIP list so you're the first to know when they launch, you can go ahead to my website which is www it's playtimetots.co.uk and check out it's playtime packs and uh, thank you so much for having me tonight darling thank you so much i'm going to pop all of those links in the show notes so everyone can see them thank you karen and see you next time bye <laughs>